Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the finale night of Big Brother Coaches Edition. Thank goodness this stupid open is finally over. And despite being the biggest threat in the house from day one, Nick has done it again, reigning supreme over 24 other coaches, and by a vote of eight to one, Nick is the champion of Big Brother Coaches Edition. And for those of you that said I cashed in the opens this year, Who's the one sitting poolside in Orlando on the last day of the countdown, you losers? Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law, 405-659-7221, or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. He's just really turned heel. He's just gone all in to be as unlikable as possible, hasn't he, Drake? He's just really gone Hulk Hogan, it, Hulk Hogan dark days it, on us. It, I'm telling you, it has to do with the weight loss. He has changed to a different person. He's gone from the lovable, likable sidekick on this show to just a really, like, the villain. I mean, villain. can can we be real, though? If if you had to eat turkey bacon as opposed to regular bacon true. all the time, wouldn't you be cranky? That is true. I'm going to tell you right now, UTEP will beat OU in the opening week. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, this is it. This is uh, It's been a fun five weeks. The countdown, uh, yet again in the books, we've had uh, tons of great guests on the last five weeks. I feel more ready for the college football season. Uh, I feel more knowledgeable, and I want to thank everybody that stopped by. Uh, let's remind folks of our top 25 this year. Uh, 25, tw- five weeks ago, 25 was Nebraska uh, with Casey Thompson now quarterback. Adrian Martinez, quarterbacks Kansas State now. They were our 24th-ranked team. Stan Weber stopped by the show. Ole Miss came in at 23. Harry Harrison, color analyst of the Rebels, joined us to talk about uh, Lane Kiffin's team this year. At 22 is Arkansas. Phil Elson does a show over Fayetteville Way. He jumped on to uh, talk hogs football with us. Tennessee, Bob Kessling, their longtime play-by-play voice. Remember we had the Tennessee drama, Jake Drake. They, uh, I called you Jake. Yeah. Drake, they were at 21. Then Bob stood us up, so we dropped him to 23. Then we found out Bob had knee surgery. That's why he missed a show. So we moved him back up to 21 and apologized to Bob. <laughs> Kentucky at 20. USC was at 19. Their former quarterback, Max Brown, does uh, a little analyst work for them now. He joined us on the show to talk uh, Trojan football. Texas at 18. Our buddy Craig Way stopped by. Wisconsin at 17. Matt LaPay, voice of the Badgers, was on the show with us. Then we had Oregon at 16. OSU at 15. Dave Hunziker, voice of the Cowboys, was on the show. North Carolina State came into 14. 13 was Baylor. John Morris, J-Mo, stopped in to talk Bears football. Auburn at 12. Miami at 11. LSU 10. This week, Andrew Monaco, Texas A&M play-by-play voice, joined us to talk about the ninth-ranked Aggies. The Notre Dame at 8. Utah at 7. At 6, Drake. The Oklahoma Sooners were our number six ranked team. Their color analyst, Teddy Lehman. Is that right? Lehman? Lehman? Uh, Lehman, for sure. 
Lehman. Stopped by to talk uh, Sooner football with us. Uh, this week at 5, Clemson came in at number 5. Don Munson, voice of the Tigers, was on the show. At number 4, Michigan came in at number 4. By the way, Drake, did you know? Our favorite broadcast team is uh, no longer together. Oh, the no. Michigan, the Michigan radio broadcast team of Jim Brandstetter and Dan Deerdorf is uh, no longer uh, together. They retired after last season in that run to the college football playoffs. So they've got a new broadcast crew this year, uh, which is sad because. There is nothing that excited me more than catching a Michigan radio broadcast on my drive somewhere. I didn't mean to put you. I didn't mean to bum you out in the middle of the countdown, Goodness but that gracious. is a bummer. You're going to be off the rest of the week, and then you got to bum me out the week before <laughs> football. One day, Thank rest you. of the week. Come on, golly! Yesterday at number three, the Ohio State Buckeyes came in at number three. They opened with Notre Dame next Saturday, and yesterday at number two. The defending champion, Georgia Bulldogs, came in at number two. Scott Howard, voice of the dogs, will join us in the 8 o'clock hour today, 8.05 this morning. We'll talk a little more Georgia football, which brings us to today. Oh, by the way, big thanks to Carter Jennings and the Carter Jennings Law Firm for, again, sponsoring the countdown this year. Which brings us to today, the number one ranked team in the 2022 T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide coming at number one. Dre, go ahead and ride the fight song to the break. We'll talk a little Crimson Tide football when we come back. It's the T-Row in the morning show. This hour of the T-Row in the morning show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Thursday edition, T-Row in the morning show. Countdown ends today at number one. Alabama is our number one ranked team. And uh, pretty easy in the preseason to make this pick. They've got the best coach, they've got the best player on offense, and they got the best player on defense. That's a good triumvirate right there, Drake. If you start the year with the best coach, the uh, best player on offense, and the best player on defense, you got a chance. Bryce Young uh, might might yeah. be the best player in college football in Anderson Jr. So yeah, or Bryce Young, either one. Yeah, might be one too. Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy last year, and as Drake mentioned, Will Anderson might be the best opportunity for a defensive player in a long time to win it this year. Young is back for his sophomore year after an incredible freshman season. 
poised beyond his years last year. And as always at Bama, he is surrounded by big weapons. In fact, they brought in another one this year. Georgia Tech had a running back, Jameer Gibbs, transfer in that is probably going to start for them and, and is really good. He averaged over five yards a carry last year. He's a good receiver as well. Jace McClellan, uh, the former OU commit, uh, back from an injury last year to help out at running back as well as Roy Dell Williams. Jermaine Burton, I mentioned this yesterday, Jermaine Burton, who beat Alabama in the national championship game last year for Georgia, up and transferred to Alabama. Wide receiver. He'll be among their best pass catchers this year. Um, the question for them, if there is one on offense, is the line. Uh, the line lost Evan Neal to the draft. And quite frankly, by Alabama standards, were a little down last year. They were good, better than most, but did struggle in short yardage situations last year and just weren't the normal road graders that we've seen in years gone by. So if you're looking for a potential weak spot on Alabama's offense this year, maybe it's the line. Maybe, I underline, maybe. They appear to be set at uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. The line could stand to be better than it was a year ago. Defensively, it starts with Will Anderson, the biggest uh, difference maker in all of college football. 17 and a half sacks last year, and defenses were trying to stop him. They were focusing all it. He was getting running back help. He was getting tight end help, and he still got 17 and a half sacks last year. Dallas Turner on the other side, very good as well. Chris Braswell is going to play a lot for them. They have monster pass rushers. Good in the interior defensive line. Henry Tuotoo. Henry To'o To'o, I struggle with his name every time, is back at linebacker, the former Tennessee linebacker that had a great first year with Bama last year. They did lose Christian Harris to the NFL. Jalen Moody probably will slide right in. Jordan Battle back in the uh, secondary again. He had three picks at safety last year. Here's my favorite guy on Alabama, though, Drake. I don't know who's going to win the corner spots. We will chat with Chris Stewart Coming up next hour, who's going to be filling in as their play-by-play guy to start the year in football. But uh, in the hunt uh, is Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid McKinstry. What a great name. Mm. He's probably going to win one of the corner spots. Kyrie Jackson, Eli Ricks will battle for the other. But Kool-Aid, don't throw it to Kool-Aid, Drake. Great name. Um, so, I mean, defensively, there's no weakness. Every level of the defense, the line, the linebackers, the backfield, the defensive backfield, and the pass rushers coming off the edge, led by Will Anderson, absolute game wreckers. Now, the schedule's, the schedule's not a layup. We talked about Georgia having a pretty manageable schedule yesterday. Alabama's... They're going to get there undefeated. They're going to uh, have to walk through some minefields along the way. They open with Utah State, no problem. Then they go to Austin uh, for week two showdown with the Texas Longhorns. I'll remind you.
I'm going to tell you right now. Texas beats Alabama. TJ's predicted the Longhorns win that game. Do you give Texas any shot in that game, Drake? Uh, no. No. That is going to be a bloodbath. Then they got ULM and Vandy. Then they go at Arkansas. Texas A&M at home. At Tennessee. Mississippi State at home. At LSU. At Ole Miss. And they close out with Austin P. And they get Auburn and Tuscaloosa this year. Those road games, though, I mean, they'll be favored in all. They will probably win them all. But it's not easy. At Texas, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU, at Ole Miss. I think Bama will probably go unbeaten, even if they suffer one loss. If somebody trips them up along the way, they will be in the college football playoff. I mean, I don't know how they're not number one, Drake. They got the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Got the best defensive player in the country. Uh... Nick Saban looks to have the best team going into the year. To me, Alabama at number one, is it too high, Drake, or is it just right? It is just right. I mean, it's been this way for a while, but it is Alabama's world of college football, and we're all just living in it. And that you mentioned the stretch of games that they have this year. They will have definitely earned it if they go to the college football playoff. They're undefeated, and they – uh, have an opportunity at another title for Nick Saban. I mean, you go to Fayetteville, then then following week you've got A and M at home, the number six team in the nation. Then you go to Tennessee, you get Mississippi State at home, but then you go to Death Valley, to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. I mean, that is a brutal stretch of six consecutive games right there. Um, but Alabama, they've got so much talent. They've probably got the two best players in college football. Um, it's hard to pick against them this year. They are so yeah. good. The one team that you could have made an argument for was Georgia had they not just gotten decimated by, it, all perspective-wise, by the draft having 15 players taken, eight off of the defense last year, but uh, Alabama just right at number one. Speaking of somebody uh, tripping them up. I'm going to tell you right now, Texas beats Alabama. Uh, TJ predicted Texas would beat Alabama, just reminding you of that. Uh, I can tell you the one team that's not going to trip them up is uh, Texas A&M. They will obliterate Texas A&M this year in uh, Tuscaloosa. All right, next hour, we have the play-by-play voices of the two teams that played for the national championship last year, our one of two teams in the poll. Scott Howard joins us on the other side of this break. Play-by-play voice of the Georgia Bulldogs. Chris Stewart coming up at 8.30 this morning. He's filling in for Eli Gold to start the year. On the Crimson Tide Radio Network, we'll hear more about the tide coming up at 8.30. The countdown is in the books. Thank you again to the Carter Jennings Law Firm for sponsoring this year's countdown. We'll be back. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. You know, we have drawn Bama again this year in the uh, Big 12 SEC Basketball Challenge, Drake. So hopefully that means I'll get to see my buddy Chris Stewart again. I think Bama's playing here, if I remember correctly. He joins us live now from deep in the heart of 
the South, Tuscaloosa. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Man, I'm great, but I was afraid you were about to say deep in the heart is somewhere else that neither one of us wants to be. And that no, no, God forbid. Second. I wouldn't wish you. I, like, you're going to be there thought, soon enough. No. I thought we were friends for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, you're going to get to do something. I assume. I don't know how many games you're calling. Do you know yet, or is that kind of a... I don't. Uh, you're filling in it's for Eli for a while, right? Correct. Well, either way, maybe, you're going to get to do something I've never done, which is call a game from Texas. I've yeah. never called a game in Austin, Texas, a football game, because we always play in Dallas. Right. So that'll be that'll yeah. be interesting. A lot of eyes from up here are going to be watching that game in week two. What's the, what's the saying, the... Uh... The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and right. so uh, I don't. I don't know that we've we we've probably for at least a couple hours fallen into the enemy category. But you know, by and large, I think that rivalry between between Bam and OU has always been really, really good, and I think extremely respectful. And uh, there there will be some common ground. We, we both share one <laughs> one great thing, and that's an affinity. Uh, or an extreme dislike, I should say, for the color orange in any shade. So we'll be we'll be together on that regard. How's Eli doing, by the way? Uh, he's had a rough summer. He's had a really rough summer. Uh, you know, I filled in for him on the A Day game back in the spring, and uh, unfortunately, he's he's not uh, in a spot yet where he can come back and and do the games. I have had a chance to talk with him and, and actually see him on a, uh, a number of occasions. And um, he's extremely grateful for everybody that's reached out and he's heard from a ton of people. Um, but I know you can appreciate and respect this. He's, he's very private as is his wife. And they're, they're, uh, they're asking that we not have a whole lot of conversation about, um, what's transpiring and where things are, but um, they are definitely appreciative and and, uh, grateful for all the people that have reached out in the way they have. Please send him uh, not only my best, but uh, he's been a friend of our show for many, many years, and I know all of our listeners uh, would, would do the same. Um, This, this football team, I think you got the, the best, uh, offensive player in the country you got the best defensive player in the country um they are loaded across the board if there is a weakness if there is an area of concern for chris stewart going into this year about this alabama football team where would it be besides the play-by-play guy to start things well that's a given uh, yeah that's a <laughs> yeah the, the, the uh that's the weak link it's gonna be in that chair but no it's a uh it is a very talented team, and I think they everybody is very much looking forward to seeing how that offensive line is going to gel when you replace some key pieces from last year, but one that frankly never fully lived up to what Nick Saban wanted to see. Um, I, I think their I, I think their ability to give the last year's Heisman Trophy winner, an opportunity to find any number of weapons that he has available. And and make no mistake, you lose Jamison Williams 
you lose John Mechie, you've lost a lot. And Brian Robinson turned out to be a tremendous running back as well. But they feel like they've got enough pieces, and in, in several of them actually, to fill those roles again. And they're explosive and dangerous. And even with the transfer portal, have veteran guys that can step in. But can you give him time? Or is he going to have to create somewhat or more than usual on his own? They, they feel pretty good about that line, but you've got to see it when the bullets fly. And if that takes place, I think this is going to be a, an extremely explosive offense. And the defense is one that people are as excited about as they've been in quite a while at, at Alabama. You know, we had Andrew Monaco on last week uh, from Texas A&M and asked him all about the the summer back and forth between Jimbo and Nick. How how did all that play out from your perspective, and uh, where do the Alabama fans stand with Jimbo and Texas A&M right now? Uh, you get a pretty good handle on where <laughs> you probably got a pretty good idea where they feel uh, in regards to Jimbo. They're gonna always they're gonna always be behind. Nick Saban and, and half his side. And and I was with Coach uh, on a, a couple of occasions this summer after that took place, some speaking engagements. And, um, you know, and it was something that he, that he addressed. And uh, I think from the Bama's fan, the Bama fans' perspective, they are looking forward to October 8th, the second Saturday in October, almost as much as they are the third Saturday in October, which is the <laughs> annual matchup with Tennessee. Uh, yeah. A&M will be in Tuscaloosa. So am I, by the way. And I think the whole college yeah, football world yeah. can't wait for this game. I think it will be very, very interesting, entertaining, um, and will be um, – I think that one will be must-watch TV. But, frankly, it's why – the following week is one that causes probably as much trepidation for Bama fans with Tennessee as it has in quite a while because there's an understanding the Vols are better than they have been in a while. You're playing that one in Knoxville. You've won 15 in a row now over the Big Orange, but it's coming a week after what you know will be an emotional game against the Aggies, regardless of how that plays out. So, um I expect being being the guy that hosts Coach's TV show right after the ball game and his ability to flip his focus on a dime to the very next game once one game wraps up, uh, I fully expect him to be as ornery at any point of the season right after that A&M game, even if they were to win somehow by three, four touchdowns because he will want everybody locked back in and thinking about going to Knoxville. We know about Bryce. We know about Will Anderson. Who's the next? Look into your crystal ball. Who's the breakout star this year for this team, who maybe isn't on our radar right now, but we'll all know by the end of the season? Yeah, he's on radar in Alabama because of the nature of the position and um, the resume coming in. But I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be uh, an extremely important piece of the Alabama puzzle. Running back in Georgia Tech, one of the best runners in the ACC. And it's, it's kind of an, uh, an example of the transfer portal and 
I mean, you you know this. You um, you got a chance to plug and play if you're an elite program like Alabama, Oklahoma. The guys you bring in are guys you feel like can help you immediately. And Jameer Gibbs is probably the best player at Georgia Tech last year. He's a running back who's going, you know what? I got a chance to go run behind an Alabama offensive line with other weapons to, to take the pressure off of me, or I can be the sole focal point at Georgia Tech where that may not make your life expectancy very strong. So um, he's come there, and I think what he's going to bring in the pass game as well as the run game will make him a really key piece to what the Tide's able to do. We've had a lot of talk, and I've talked to several SEC guys uh, on this show recently about what the scheduling's going to look like in the future. I know that's a hot topic in SEC territory right now, and it sounds like it's going to be decided, you know, at some point in the not too distant future. Do you have yeah. a mo- Are you a three-six guy? Are you? Is that what model do you favor or think's going to win out here? Yeah, I don't know. I, pro- I, I it sounds like that's what it's going to be. Um, I would love to see, you know, to me, it's got to be, and and somebody who's lived in the state my whole life, it's got to be Alabama-Auburn, and you're protecting that first and foremost. Um, Not just because we've won 15 straight, but because of what it means historically. Would love to see Tennessee preserved. Um, You know, I've seen one pod, frankly, that's got Alabama-Auburn-Tennessee-Vandy. And to me, that would be ideal and that's selfish because you're keeping the two most uh, intense rivals along with a great trip to Nashville every other year from a football right. standpoint. Um, those would be, I think, and then make the most sense geographically, although you could make the argument for Mississippi schools or what about LSU? I mean, that's been others. a that's been a pretty fun one the last couple. Of that years. has been a lot. That's been a lot of fun. It really has. Uh, but that's more of a. That's more in the last twenty five to thirty years. Not that there haven't been some games in the past, but that's only. That's only ramped up, and maybe that's just showing my age to say that I'm looking beyond, the last twenty twenty five years uh, when I'm trying to evaluate what I'd like to see, but. I would have no problem with that. It would also be exciting. But I think when you're trying to go geographically, there there are some others that both from a geographic and historic standpoint fit Alabama if you're going to play just three common opponents every year. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if they do that. And I like that model, too, because it, you know, you get to see everybody Every, sure. I guess every four years you play home and home with exactly. everybody. That's great, but you got to figure yeah. out who everybody's three is, and that's the right. that's the difficult thing. You got natural rivals, but you don't want to just hammer a team with three very difficult opponents. So how they divvy it up was going to be fascinating. So you mentioned the Tennessee game. This is a difficult right. road schedule this year for Bama. You got to go to Texas. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss. Is the Tennessee game the, the, the biggest landmine for you in the schedule, or do you see another one out there? I think Arkansas can be very tough. Uh, but I think because of where it falls, the, the Tennessee game, 
got choked there for just a second. I think That's because okay. of where it falls, the uh, the Tennessee game would be the toughest and the biggest potential landmine. You got it after Texas A&M, which we've already said is going to be extremely emotional. It is a team you've beaten 15 straight times. Fans expect that, but I think the game means a lot to Coach, and he understands what it means to the fan base and the rivalry still. Um, you have to understand, from the Bama fans' perspective, despite 15 in a row, they still haven't gotten their pound of flesh in retribution for what they feel like was Tennessee, and specifically Philip Fulmer's role in their probationary period 20 years ago. <laughs> so uh, it, it still it still is the raw. 15 straight it, wins very, is not enough raw. to to make that feel it's better. Not enough. <laughs> it's not okay. enough. Just trust That's me. That's good. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Chris, I appreciate it. you. Got your you working on the spotter boards already and everything. You geared up for oh, week yeah. one, Utah State. I'm not there. I'm not ready yet, but I am gearing up towards it. That's for sure. Uh, you're going to do great, man. Uh, Chris, thanks. thanks. I look buddy. forward to uh, hearing you and uh, hopefully seeing you sometime in the near future. And please, look, again, man, send Eli our best. We'll absolutely do it. Hurry up and get in the league. I'm ready to, ready to uh, have dinner on the road sometime soon. <laughs> I'll pass that along to our athletic director. Uh, thanks, do that. Chris. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Thanks. Chris Stewart, one of the good guys. He does the basketball and baseball for Alabama. He's also their sideline guy for football. But he's filling in in the play-by-play booth to start the year. Eli Gold under the weather. And we appreciate him joining us. That's it, Drake. The countdown is over for 2022. We've done it again. The most irresponsible, unnecessary, irrelevant countdown in America is once again in the books. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next.